episode 10 bro did you think we'd make it this far i didn't even think we would make it past episode five not in a, a negative way just like i wasn't sure like how much you know fun we would actually have with it and how far we wanted to take yeah. it so the fact that we're here at episode yeah. 10 is pretty mind-boggling and, and awesome i'm excited about it flashing back man i gotta say flashing back before we get into today's episode um i didn't know what we were getting involved into i knew i was a fan of podcasts i knew yeah, that when here. me and you would have uh, yeah i knew when me and you on tour would have like in-depth conversations that we would always be like dude we should have a podcast or one of us should start a podcast and then 10 episodes later uh into the guilty party here uh built the brand and we're doing our thing i'm actually having fun with this which is something i didn't intend on i didn't know it wasn't that I wasn't intending on having fun, but yeah. what it's blossomed into, I'm super happy with it, dude. And we are on episode freaking 10. I think that's cool. This is the one I've so, been the most um, excited about just because my, I, I have <laughs> yes. so much fun going into these rabbit holes. Uh, but also like knowing like, OK, hey, you have to take a step back and take it all with a grain of salt. But you got to have fun with what you're what you're really good at doing. I have to. Yeah, I think yeah. you're really good at keeping a level head with that stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, those who don't know, episode one, if you go listen through episodes one through nine, or if you have already or you haven't, Mike has been waiting for this episode, this particular episode for a while. <laughs> this has been the one we've kind of talked about. We've we've nudged here and there throughout the episodes, getting to episode 10 here. And we're going to call this one um, Conspiracies, because that's what it is. This is the Conspiracy episode 10, the Guilty Party podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, so before we start, a conspiracy theory for those who may not know. I know a lot of you do, but for those who may not know, a conspiracy theory is a theory seeking to explain a disputed case or matter as a plot or an alliance rather than an individual or isolated act. Now, that is the conspiracy theory definition. So where did the term come from? Well, a lot of people believe that the CIA, after the JFK assassinations, uh, they coined the term. It was also during the Vietnam War or the just the height of the 60s where there was a big hippie movement. There was, you know, war being fought. Charles Manson's out there working for the CIA. And all of a sudden this conspiracy theorist term comes about, which also in its own is a conspiracy that people believe the CIA created the the term conspiracy theory. So you just got your first conspiracy, but this is where it originates from. I gave you the definition and people believe that it came around. The term was coined around the sixties with the hippie movement, Vietnam, JFK assassination. Holy hell. The sixties was one heck of a year. Anyway, Micah, what is your thoughts on conspiracies before we dive in? So I actually wasn't a huge conspiracy, um, enthusiasts till about probably five years ago it was always one of those things like when you're at a party or something uh someone brings up the old age topic like hey man do you believe in aliens and then you go through a rabbit hole of like eh, yeah <laughs> you're like okay that's usually by like bourbon six hey bro uh, well, you, do you believe in aliens <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like, okay, I guess we've had enough to that point that uh, I guess we need to go ahead and have that conversation. 
or something <laughs> along those lines. So, well, shit, pour <laughs> me another and let me take you down memory lane. The the fun ones are like, well, I don't know. And he's like, hang on, let me pour you a drink and let me let me uh-huh. tell you something like, okay, this is gonna either go See, really that's, good that's, or really south real fast. That's almost the scariest is when somebody's pouring you a drink and they're like, now let me tell you about this. You're like, oh shit, I'm I've been I've been seduced. <laughs> you, know? you see the little gray man let me pull down my pants and then you're like, all right, all right, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Well, I gotta say, and I'm just putting Mike on the spot here, but it's something I'll always remember, and it's why why we ended up doing stuff like this was Micah was new to the band at the time, and you know, me and him had toured around each other. And we hung out, but not really hung out like bros like we are now. And Micah poured me a bourbon, and he told me about lizard people. And he told me about <laughs> this conspiracy <laughs> this conspiracy theory podcast about lizard people and to listen to the, the podcast, which I did. And oh, it was all about yeah, lizard yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I left that going, what? Uh, two, two days ago, I didn't know this was the thing. Now it's all I can think about. <laughs> so if you haven't heard Lizard People podcasts, they're everywhere. Uh, all you got to do is know the term Lizard People and it'll find you. Trust me. And that was actually the first but, time uh, I heard about that theory that I was like, this is so wild. And like, one, it, there's no way it can be true. But three, I bet right. Pat's going to get a laugh out of this. <laughs> Not only did I get a laugh out of it, but I got like a sense of like, I don't know. I, I was so nervous because... It's obviously one of those conspiracies, lizard people conspiracies, what we're talking about, that is so dumb that you're like laughing at it. And then there's such compelling arguments that you're like, okay, I was laughing, but that makes a lot of sense, which isn't cool. I mean, the almost the the more it doesn't make sense about lizard people, the better it is. And then the more it starts making sense. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Those are the scary conspiracies. We're like, okay, yeah, you're tying all this together. And yeah, I'm questioning. But at the same time, mm, some of this ties a little yeah. too well together. So, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, no, I mean, that 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 totally changed my world. And thus uh, uh, hinted upon what we do today. So, um, right. with all that to say... I'm going to start off with some honorable mentions. Uh, we have our main topics as far as yeah. as far as conspiracies. Um, but just to kind of, I don't know, cleanse the palate or maybe start the uh, the palate up. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw at you some some of my favorite uh, short conspiracies real quick. Okay. So starting with number one, a lot of people have been talking about this one. This is a social media conspiracy theory, and it is about. Avril Lavigne being dead and replaced with a stunt mm. double who is a different name and she's slightly taller, yeah. has a birthmark, but sings the same, talks the same. Um, I think there's like one com- compelling argument out there that if you listen to record so-and-so and you listen to her newest records that there is a tonality difference. I don't know. I can't see it, but that is... People are hardcore on that one. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of that one. I've heard of the Miley Cyrus one. I've heard of... There's two... Hold on. The Miley Cyrus one. Oh, you haven't heard this one? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Same thing that... Uh, she was wanting... Um, I guess whoever it be, the deep state, Hollywood, whoever it, it is, take your pick. They wanted her to be the face of something. They wanted her to do something, like basically be their... Or they wanted her to be the puppet. And she was like, no, so that there was this big car accident, which I think she actually was in a car accident. 
some time ago, like a long time ago. She's just being my lady. And uh, she yeah. was replaced with a, um, again, there's, there's two theories of that. She was either replaced with a clone, that's one theory, or she was replaced with a lizard person. Well, a lizard I mean, person is what yeah, I want. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. That's what with, I want. Uh, who, yeah. uh, I'm blanking on the name. King of Rock and Roll from the 50s. Uh, Elvis, Elvis. Presley, yeah. S- similar situation to him, although I think he his was... Uh, I don't, did I show you that video that uh, someone sent me this, this conspiracy that he was replaced by a lizard person? Or a shapeshifter, bro. That was me. Oh, that, that was, was me. Okay. I literally, I sent you that shit. I sent you that shit two weeks after I watched and listened to that podcast about lizard people, and I'm like, for two weeks believing in lizard people, I'm not gonna lie. Now, now it's just laughable. But whatever podcast that was, that was I think it was though. a series of a third that, time. And she was like, I don't want to see that ever again. Bro, it's eerie. It's, yeah. I mean, if y'all haven't watched it, uh, just type in on YouTube. I'm sure the video is still up. Yeah, if you haven't watched it. Uh, go check out Elvis shapeshifting. Um, and it's like this black and white video or there's one in color on it, but it is eerie. It is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, so that's another conspiracy, right? You got Elvis being a shapeshifter or a lizard person. Either or. Either or, or right? Um, so, clone. so yeah, so there's that. And then you have Miley Cyrus, who I was just told is either a clone or a lizard person. And then Avril Lavigne is either dead or has a stunt, or or is still alive and just sounds and looks different. Maybe that's called age. So, I don't what's know. the theory behind her? Um, though, is it that she was replaced by a clone because of what? What was the reasoning behind it? In the theory, uh, it was that she, it was that they wanted to keep her young and beautiful forever and keep selling those records because as pop artist or female rock that go to pop artists uh, start to age, sales decline, attendance uh, declines. So it's pretty much simu- similar how, how well to is that another. Going for him? Like, when's the last time Avril popped out like a top five hit? It it's got to be god awful for them because this is it's so dumb. It, it just like every time I I just the thing that surprises me the most more than the conspiracy <laughs> attempt is how much people are feeding into this. I mean, there is outrage. People are like sharing stuff or like tweeting stuff like justice for for Avril, and I'm like the. She's still alive. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like um, the same thing with you know uh, who makes Britney. They think that she's being you know who makes out the best. Who? Oh yeah, exactly. So that's a new one. The the Britney yeah. thing. What is it? The uh, save, save Britney, Britney thing or like what's going on? Free Britney, yeah. free Britney or something. Um, yeah. So there's a bunch going out. So this is nothing new. Um, but I will say about the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. If it is true, Chad Kroger. Yeah. Why do you um, think they broke up? Singer singer Nickelback. He was like singer Nickelback. <laughs> He saw her unzipper he skin and her lizard person came out. He was like, F that, I'm out. Yeah, well, he's like, I'm out, but I'll, I'll produce your uh, next Christian record. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so anyway, Avril's, before we get into this, Avril Lavigne's conspiracy is very similar to a conspiracy of Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Have you heard this I've one? I've heard that one too, yeah. So there was actually, and I can't believe this, but there was actually a very compelling documentary on this and it was on Netflix for years. I think they took it down. Um, but it was all about the tapes, the tapes of, uh, one of the, one of the last remaining, well, I don't think it was Ringo. Maybe it was, uh, one of the other Beatles members dying on his deathbed left these tapes that Paul McCartney 
was dead and that he was replaced in the 60s upon their entry to their career or their their beginning to their boom and success in their career. Uh, he was replaced with a stunt double who sang and looked just like him, blah, blah, blah. And that record after they recorded their first record release album, or I'm sorry, record label release album, The Beatles, driving home Paul McCartney on a snowy hilltop, uh, mm. tumbled over his car, or it went off a mountain, one or the other. And uh, that was the thing behind it. And that there's all this, all this imagery and Ooh, hang on, and hang on. All I'm these. Stop right there because I'm gonna throw you at, uh, for, for a loop. So I just heard about this uh, a few days ago that supposedly Hollywood, and I don't know if this pertains to that per se, but the Hollywood has an underground like agency that will help you like fake your own death and just escape somewhere. Wow. So and of course they would be in Hollywood. Yeah. So what if the record yeah, label's like, hey, we've got a hit group that's coming out. We're making millions of dollars. We're not going to let them screw that up. We're going to make a quick phone call to the West Coast and see if they can help us out. And see, that's where the conspiracy can tie <laughs> in, which is, prob- which is probably why somebody funded a documentary and Netflix picked it up for years. So, I mean, there, there is, like, I'm laughing at this because it's like, well, How? And it's like to this, this, it feels like so much of a reach. Well, the problem with conspiracies, the only problem that I see is that they're much like a hypothesis yep. in science where, where it's like, I'm going to say something and I'm neither right or nor wrong. But the only problem with conspiracies that I see is like when you get things like this and then you get the cult following behind it. And then it turns out to be like, so, so not true that it's just embarrassing uh, because it was debunked, Netflix did pull it off uh, of of Netflix, obviously. Right. And uh, and so, but when when you go that far down a rabbit hole, that turns out to be laughable and zero facts. Uh, then it looks bad for every other conspiracy that is deemed a conspiracy. After that, it lessens the value. It makes everyone go, "Oh, is this another Paul McCartney story?" You know, <laughs> like of course. And rightfully so. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, and so we've already listed off just these modern day ones. Well, kind of modern day: Paul McCartney, Avril Lavigne, um, um, Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, and they all got conspiracies on them. Conspiracies are easy to do; they're fun to be involved in. But when they start making sense, like some of the ones we have coming up here, it's when they start to get really deep, and the laughter kind of turns into a uh, hmm. oh shit, yeah. mm-hmm. here we go. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, those are those are those are just honorable mentions. So if we want to get into it, man, uh, let's get started on some some good ones. Now, Micah does want to preface uh, some things with conspiracies. Yeah. Go for that. Micah. Let me get, let me go and preface this by both Pat and I. We do love a good conspiracy like we will spend hours going down a rabbit hole. But at the same time, you have to realize that they're just a ton of fun. You have to take them all with a grain of salt. Otherwise, you end up some hermit with foil on your head because you think the government is listening through your table or something. So (laughs) you guys just realize that we take this all with a grain of salt, but we're going to have as much fun and go as crazy out there as we can. All right. That's all I'm going to say on that. Here we go. Yeah. And at the end of this, I mean, as always, no matter what anybody says, no matter what a person says on a podcast, no matter what a person says on social media, no matter what a person says with everybody watching at home, and it's just they just happen to interrupt your broadcast. Believe 
what you want to believe, not what you are told to believe. Every, everything we, we say, everything that's uh, freedom of information that's in this world is for your choosing to use and discard as appropriate. So uh, without further ado, Micah, do you want to start with yours? Yeah, what do you one, got, man? You got some good ones. This is a fun one. Um, I was actually talking to my brother-in-law probably a month ago, and uh, he li- he kind of likes conspiracies too, and I was telling him that we were going to record episode 10 um, for the conspiracy episode, and he's like, you guys should do the West Texas um, fertilizer chemical plant explosion. The West Texas fertilizer chemical plant explosion. Yeah. So, bro, so, try saying that uh, 10 times. Yeah. As fast as can. <laughs> so, uh, this happened in West Texas, not the region, but there's an actual town called West Texas, which is actually, funny enough, south of Fort Worth, um, past Cleburne, like near Waco. I think it's about 20, 30 miles uh, west of Waco. Well, it lives up to the yeah. name. So anyway, this happened in uh, April seven, or this happened on April seventeenth, twenty thirteen. So about a few years ago. Um, basically, what happened was an ammonium nitrate explosion occurred at this chemical plant called West Fertilizer Company. Um, they are a distro and storage company out in West Texas. Okay, I was wrong. They're eighteen miles north of Waco. Um, mm. So basically, 15 people were killed, over 160 injured, and then more than 150 buildings were damaged and destroyed. I mean, it was so loud that um, people within, I think, 50 to 60 miles, like, heard the explosions. And then, I, uh, like, it was the sonic, like, wave was so big that it broke some windows, like, all around. And not just within, like, a few miles. Dang. So... That, that's basically what happened. I heard about that and because it was, you know, near uh, a little bit of oil country before I guess the actual the West region of Texas. And uh, the reason why that I thought this was interesting is because my brother-in-law, and again, I don't want to get you in trouble, bro, but he he's a he's a conductor on the railroad. And he was actually there um, two days after the explosion. So the railroad tracks uh, where he works, um, I mean, he just happened to be going through there. They run about, I think, I think he said like maybe 100 feet, maybe 50 feet um, near the plant. And so basically he um, had to stop the train like right in front of the uh, plant because there was a train issue and he had to work on it. And he was saying that, hey, there is a conspiracy regarding that because of all this stuff. And I'm about to get to that. So I'm not going to bore you all too much. But the main reason why I bring him up is when he stopped, he was stopped by ATF and FBI. And they're like, hey, you can't be here. And he's like, well, I've got a letter from the railroad saying I can be here and I have to be here. And I've got to fix this train for me to move forward. So basically he was held there for about 30 minutes. They did a bunch of phone calls, radio calls, whatever that stuff. And they finally said, "Okay, you can go over here, but we have to send someone with you. So they had to have an ATF agent walk with them while he's doing all this stuff and then walk him back to his um, engine in order to drive off. So, dang. Okay, so hold on. Put him put him at the scene here. He's how far away from the explosion? uh, I mean, this is two days after. Two days after the explosion. Two days after. He he said that Mm -hmm. the, the tracks run about, I think, 100 feet or so, maybe less, um, from the actual plant. So he's doing his normal route. He stops through there, and for some reason, he had some issues. He had to stop, you know, basically right in front of it. Um, I think that just happened to be luck or whatever it is. 
He had to go fix something with the train, the back of the train, and FBI and ATF are there walking around surveying. And he's like, well, and this kind of has a tie-in, and I'm not going to bring that up too much, but the explosion in Beirut, because they had to do the same thing with an ammonium nitrate. So here's the big conspiracy, Mm. because he was telling me, like, hey, you need to look into this. There's some cool conspiracies out there. So this is what I found, and I'm also talking with him. Supposedly, this company, the West Fertilizer Company, they were in a lawsuit with another large chemical uh, company called uh, Monsanto. So for those of you who don't know, Monsanto is the parent company that owns uh, Roundup and all the big, like, chemical sprays that you see at Home Depot and Lowe's. All the general ones, like if you've got in your garage, it's most likely Roundup. Mm. So, and there are rumors that Monsanto has ties to the federal government. Uh, or they're like, you know, this. Oh. Basically with them. Well, I can I can see I can see that being a thing for sure, just based upon the information you're telling me. Because if they have a monopoly on chemical like, like Roundup, you know, like a household product. Well, it's not really household. Under the counter, under the sink product in every house, you know, that yeah. you're using, I guarantee you they yeah, have ties, exactly. you know? So here's where it gets wild. Um, basically they're in a lawsuit with this, uh, company called Monsanto and supposedly that, um, West fertilizer has evidence in the case or for the case in a safe in that plant. And the theory is, I mean, this, this is supposed to be like, um, like, high-end information that was going to like set the case in favor of West fertilizer. I still have not been able to find out what the exact reason for the lawsuit was other than the fact that they are on one. So Mm. here's the theory reports are that some people saw a white object coming down on the plant seconds before it exploded. I've seen the video of this and Oh, so there's a video there is for some this? video scattered online and that you can kind of see a white something kind of go down right before the big explosion happens and then the camera just goes black. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, and I was talking to someone about this, this explosion was not just, you know, a, a building blowing up. This blast was so insane and so large scale over, you know, a few, couple miles that people that were in the vicinity... If they weren't blocked by something big, they were in basically incinerated. My brother-in-law was telling me that uh, he had some friends over in that area that said that there was this giant um, fire truck that was probably like a, I don't know, a quarter mile away or something like that. And when they saw the explosion, they hid behind it. But of course, you know, your legs are not hidden because it's the truck is raised. And then they were looking through the windows. And that when that explosion went through, it took out their head and their legs. So th- oh my So this gosh. wasn't just like some like average explosion. Okay. Right. And so and so like over hundreds of people hurt too, but how many deaths? How many uh, fatalities? 15 people killed and then 160 uh injured. And then 150 Dang, buildings man. destroyed and I think it was roughly around like 20 to 30 million dollars in damage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, the, um, it, yeah, there had to have been an investigation because it could be, you know, fraudulent insurance games. It could be yeah. Anything. So the theory was that the large chemical company had some type of tie to the government and basically just like, hey, we need you to make this go away because this is not going to go well for us. So that's why um, when people say like a wide object, like 
people think that the theory is that they shot a missile. And I looked and I, t- uh, I didn't talk to anyone, but I read a bunch of reports. No one heard any like big planes, like, you know, like an F-22 or anything like that. So I think that if that is the case, gov- or that that big company, Monsanto, said, hey, we need y'all, they asked the government, like, well, we need y'all to do a favor. Probably some someone, someone, somewhere where in the government. And they sent in a, uh, a drone, dropped a missile on that thing, and blew it sky high. Because even the amount, I was looking at how much fertilizer, and I can't remember, I guess I didn't have that written down anywhere. The amount um, versus the explosion, like, it doesn't match up. The amount of ammonium nitrate. Mm. And so... Oh, yeah, so and it's, here, it's probably like little little minuscule little things that are mm-hmm. off, right? So here's the, the next two mm-hmm. things, which are pretty wild. Apparently, two, uh, one day before the explosion happened... There's a video that I've seen, um, and there's reports of FEMA-style trucks parked in front of a bunch of apartment complexes in West Texas. They were unmarked, but they look like the same ones that FEMA usually drives, you know, during uh, disasters and stuff. Which is which is oh, kind of wow. odd. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and usually that has to do like either disasters or chemical cleanup or something like that. So that's really odd, especially with them being that parked is in odd. front of apartment complexes. So. Th- yeah, that is strange. So the ATF and FBI, you know, they had an investigation. They did all that kind of stuff. The theory is that they were actually there to come pick up, you know, pieces of the missile. I don't know, how, like, how much a missile actually breaks up. Um, but, you know, maybe that was the case. And so the kicker of this whole conspiracy is that the agent in charge at the end of the investigation at a press conference at uh, the Knights Hall or the Knights of Columbus Hall in West Texas, he basically comes out and says, hey, the fire has been ruled an incendiary. This means this fire was a criminal act. And that's it. Because the whole thing, when the story broke, was like it was an accident, like it was uh, the ammonia nitrate was just poorly stored and stuff, and it somehow caught fire and blew up. But then the FBI says, like, hey, this was a criminal act, but they won't say any more than that. Well, I wonder if there's ongoing investigation at all, or if they've closed the case. I believe how long? How long ago was this? Like a few years uh, ago, right? I think I remember. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was like right when I moved back to Texas from Colorado. So I do remember this because my my grandma lives in Waco, and so I think I heard something through the grapevine on this. uh, But dude, so it's officially been ruled a criminal act. Yeah, on May 11th, 2016, the uh, Bureau of, uh, or the ATF came out and said that the fire had been deliberately set, which is three years later. Dang. Well, that's huge. So now that, um, so now hearing the conspiracy theory up to the point that it was proven by, you know, federal, federal jurisdiction, that it was a criminal act. I mean, that pretty much confirms the conspiracy that there was foul play, at least. There was something. I mean, because like the, the weird thing is, like after um, all this happened, I think it was a couple years later, all the proceedings of the um, court cases basically got sealed, which means you couldn't get any form of information. This is both on Monsanto's side and West Fertilizer Company which means it was locked down unless Dang. you were a lawyer or directly tied to that case. You cannot get that information because it's uh, sealed now. So I thought that was really odd. Like, why would that be the that case? That is odd. 
no better way to cover tracks than saying you can't read this, you know? If I had all my dirty secrets in a book, then I'm like, hey, they're sealed, and only my lawyer, you know, or anybody close to me can read this, uh, you're clearly hiding yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't um, find many- any other information other than, like, someone had, like, dedicated some information to, like, that stuff, but I couldn't find, like, a a court case number. I couldn't find any documentation. I couldn't even find like who the lawyer attached to the case was. I mean, that's, it doesn't look good. I mean, if they're trying to claim that, Oh, we didn't know, you know, but I mean, this is becoming this, this choice of, of defense is becoming something really that we're seeing a lot. We're seeing it in the Epstein cases, the Ghislaine Maxwell cases that these, these sealed documents, right. But it took one judge in the Ghislaine Maxwell case to say unsealed. Yeah. So it's like, it's more of this, it's more of this power. So if this chemical plant or, or whatever, whoever is in charge of this investigation is going, these documents are sealed. Now there's clearly something they don't want you to read because if it's cut and dry, um, then there'd be no reason to seal it up. I just don't think it looks good for, for any defense in, in the world for sealing documents, keeping the public who's already informed on this. I'd say a lot of Texans are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they just go ahead and seal the documents. Oh, we can, but you can't trust us. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I know. So like, like at the end of the day, I think, I don't know about a missile. That seems a little stretching. Cause again, I don't know the magnitude of that court, uh, case or anything like that like if they actually had the evidence or anything like that but i could see more some type of you know someone sent in to set something you know deliberately i could see that happening well think about this um i i would be against the theory of a missile in my personal stance because i think it would draw too much attention i think that something would have picked it up radar wise but what I do think is that because it's a chemical plant with that high of potent products going on in there, so nitrate, all that stuff, right? And it's at it's at the chemical plant. Well, dude, one one grenade can set that off. Yeah, right. It wouldn't take much. So be I mean, easier to do than just sending a, a a missile. Yeah. So I mean, if they saw a white object, I mean, it could be it could have just been like it could be a bomb for sure. Uh, it could have been something just falling out of the sky too, and um, but you know you see a white object fall and then I mean, a boom. Was like what like are you led to believe? Half. So at the end of the day, it's like what can you yeah. actually see? Was it going up? Was it coming down? Who knows? I just thought this was a really interesting one because one, it happened really close to where we live, and then secondly, it's just a lot of stuff that doesn't add up. And when uh, yeah, when the it's FBI just comes uh, out and ATF it, says like, "Hey, this was not an accident." Okay, so what happened? Apparently, either y'all don't know or y'all oh, been told, "Hey, you need to shut up." <laughs> so, so this is what we're gonna gather right here. We're gonna say that there's a, or we know now that there is a video out there where you see a white object fall, and, and literally a second, if not two seconds later, a big boom happens, and then months later, during a federal investigation. You have the ATF or CIA come out and say criminal act. So clearly foul, foul play. Anybody that rules against this as a conspiracy, uh, they're just wanting to believe in fairy tales. Yeah. Because you got foul play, you got a federal investigation, and you got a video showing a white object and then boom, an explosion, all going in the favor of the conspiracy. Um, so this one, 
I think this one's pretty cut and dry to me unless there's any new evidence. I mean, it's even cut and dry to the federal uh, the federal jurisdiction going that saying that it's a criminal case. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people know know what's up. I think what I'm more interested in is if the investigation is ongoing or the case is closed. As far as I've read and looked at, the case is closed. So I'm, I'm assuming that either they, and this is my personal belief, that they either weren't able to find any information to keep the investigation going or someone told them from higher up saying, hey, we're done with the case. Like, hey, this is, this, is the, this is what happened and this is what you need to believe and keep going with. Yeah, or, or they like settled out of court or I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff because they're like they silently because I think I think it would have been very public had they, you know, or public information had people have known that they, you know, cl- uh, closed the case. Right. But I'm just we're just finding out now we're, we're kind of speculating if it is fully closed. But now they have sealed the documents. So it's like, OK, you found something, you know. So I don't want to, I don't want to milk this cow for too long, but that's just how I feel about it. I'm, I feel like there's a lot of foul play. The federal, the federalities know what's yeah. up, and uh, I think, I think this is a proven conspiracy. I think your brother-in-law is onto something. This was here. more like one of those uh-huh. um, more of a realistic conspiracy. That's why I really thought it'd be fun to yeah. bring up versus some. I'm sure some of the other ones we're going to get into, but. What do you, what do you got for us yeah. today? Because I know you you have some uh, some interesting ones that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I got a I got a good one, man. Um, so this one I followed for a while. I think this one this one will get pretty serious at times, but I'm just gonna come out of the gate with it. Um, uh, Mike Pence is an alien. Okay, no, I'm just I mean we I'm can totally all believe joking. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd be the nicest alien in the world. Um, all right. No, I'm going over the death. And this one, this one has been, you know, publicized. There are documentaries on this one too. They're kind of dated. I'm lo- I'm waiting for kind of a new one. But this one really intrigued me and this is the death of Adolf Hitler. Did he die like we are supposed to believe he did, which was in a bunker? Shot himself, gave his w- uh, wife Ava Brown uh, cyanide. Or did he escape in a U-boat to Argentina and then to Antarctica? Well, it gets pretty interesting, man. Okay. So, what we do know is for, what we do know as far as like history, what we've been told, what we learned in the classrooms, is that you know Adolf Hitler, you know he's this monster, which obviously was, and that he went out like a coward and shot himself in a bunker before the Russians could get to him or the Soviet Union at the time could get to him. And so, what we're told is that he shot himself. Uh, he gave his wife, Ava Brown, some cyanide and killed her and then shot himself and gave himself a, you know, or shot, gave himself a capsule and then shot himself. After that, the German Nazis, they took the bodies of his wife and Hitler. And then they, they put them in a grave and burned them within minutes after it happening. So I, I think thought uh, that was odd. Cause like, I, that is odd. The, so I don't mean to take yeah. too much time, but I've heard that like tor- towards no, the end good. of the war, like a lot of the German soldiers and even um, high up personnel close to him, like really just was not a fan of, of Hitler towards the end. Well, here's the thing, man. Yeah, yeah, and so even Stalin. So like, why would they take that much I mean, time to like just burn and bury his body? That's what seems so fishy about it. So to me, it seems like a get get out of jail or just get away card. Because so 
he uh we're supposed to believe that he shot himself killed his wife and then or not in that order whatever and then the germans take him out burn his body within minutes and then they report it about an hour later that you know the that hitler the fear is is dead and that there's no sign of his body there's no any concrete information a picture nothing to confirm this and so uh minutes later or not minutes later i should say the next day tabloids were kind of already picking up on this you had a tabloid in paris tabloid newspaper uh in the soviet union running stuff you had multiple ones around and i think you can find these online if you just google hitler's death newspapers and you'll see all these tabloid articles where they are condemning this they're like no this is he's not dead uh they wouldn't do it like this because the one thing that's trippy about this is not just the fact that they would just burn the body of a guy that is crazy known crazy doing crazy stuff i mean he just did so much damage and then you're just gonna burn his body and oh that's it for yeah, Hitler. exactly it's like oh so all those years all those millions of people, those years of suffering, the crazy regime changes, and you just burn his body, and you're like, okay, cool, we're over it now. Uh, that that part seems weird to me because they were so stuck in his in his mindset, they were so hypnotized by the the tasks at hand, which was the Aryan nation, the one true race, the the Nazi regime, you know, and then they just kill him, and they're like, okay, well, it's uh, it's over. That was a good game, guys. Uh, that that seems weird to me. Um, and so the other thing that's weird is two weeks later, two days later, one or the other, Stalin, who is an ally, uh, Ru- uh, Russia's uh, main dude, uh, that would be Vladimir Putin today. He was even quoted. I have this quote written down. What did he say? Stalin said that Hitler fled to either Spain or Argentina. Now, he said this off the record. Um, and then a lot of people picked it up. A lot of people had heard him mention that. I don't know where it was, but he says this off the record. He said it multiple times, uh, but never anything like to, to put public out there. Well, this did escape out there and these journalists were ended up putting to death, which is something that still happens in Russia to this day. Shocker. <laughs> and, uh, and so he was even quoted as saying that um, there was a lot of this tabloid saying speculation like he had to escape. I think the dude escaped. I don't think that he killed himself. And there's just so much that points to it. Um, you got now, where did he go? Right. So a lot of speculation is that he took a U-boat submarine, which the Germans had at that time, took it to. Uh, Ar- uh, I'm sorry, not Argent- Argentina. He took it to Argentina first. Right. Well, you're like, that's a kind of an odd place. And then they say he went to Antarctica after that because Antarctica is like no man's land out there. No one really claims it. It's really hard to to see the, the uh, theory conquer I've heard about it why to, he goes to <clears throat> excuse me to Antarctica is Antarctica was or is a big conspiracy theory that the Nazis Well oh, hold on. Okay. You get into that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah so I'm getting Let me to that. Just yeah. over your theory, bro. So I no, you're, dude, you're right there with it, though. I like it. Um, and so Antarctica, it's like, why would anybody go there? All that happens there is ice, you know? And that's kind of what we're led to believe. But through that ice, ice is just like like a wall. You can build, you can make stuff, you can build basements, you know, you got that thick sheets of ice. And so there's a lot of 
Um, and you can look this up too. So this is not a conspiracy. This is kind of just a side tangent from this Adolf Hitler conspiracy <clears throat> is there's a lot of infrastructure in Antarctica, but you would not know that unless you looked it up, unless you dug through a lot of stuff to find that. So it's not something that is ever going to be on CNN news that, hey, Antarctica's got some stuff there wait, besides wait, wait. ice. Who, who so would have thought? you're saying that they found some Nazi-ish things or items in Antarctica. So getting there, okay. but first they, so just knowing what we know is common knowledge in 2020 present day is that in, in Antarctica, there are bunkers, there are facilities built into the ice. Now, how many, how big are these things? That is what's left up for debate. No one really knows. And I don't, uh, I think a lot of people do know, but probably not public knowledge. So anyway, the whole theory about Adolf Hitler's death so he goes to Argentina, which is on the way from Germany to Antarctica. And then he goes to Antarctica to what they believe is a secret Nazi facility that was already put up, already uh, constructed and everything for his arrival. Probably not on that date, but it was planned in the future. And then they had to go, okay, Operation Antarctica happening now. And... uh and so that's the main the main conspiracy about it. Well, here's the thing that gets kind of weird, man, is one of those pit stops was Argentina. And in Argentina, and you can find this all over, YouTube, Google it, research it, is they found a lot of Nazi artifacts in Argentina. Why of all places? Yeah. And they found them shortly after. Yeah, they found them shortly after. I mean, there were shrines, expensive things that you couldn't just get is, as an admirer. Like if you were just a Nazi admirer and you're just memorabilia collector, you weren't going to get these things because these were like, these were like from Frankfurt, which was like the headquarters at the time, like really high, uh, high prized items, you know, and they find these things and they, in Argentina and they're still finding things today in Argentina from like Nazi stuff. So why Argentina all of a sudden, right? And well, they weren't in the war, you know, they had nothing to do with it. And so it just gets really interesting, man. But, with with Adolf Hitler being doing the things that he did, I don't think the guy just caps himself and calls it quits. I think he was so crazy, um, and there's a lot of speculation on that, but also a lot of proof that I'm going to get into, uh, that I don't think he would have just accepted defeat and went out like that. Uh, now, maybe he would have. Now, maybe this whole thing is BS, right? And he's just the, the coward little, little dude he is, and he just caps himself. And then, or kills his wife and caps himself, and then they just burn him, and they're like, aha, you can't get to him now. You know, maybe that's the case. But there's too much that, you know, you got Stalin's comment where he said it. You got memorabilia found in, in Argentina, and you got Antarctica, which has become this like no man's land. Like, what goes on in Antarctica? Well, we can only, you can't go there. Right. <laughs> you, I mean, we can watch Netflix and think we know everything there, but you look at it on the map. You look at it on a satellite map. It's a massive chunk of land covered by ice down there. Ice down there. You think no one with power was ever gonna go excavate, like, or or just take an exped- expedition? Hell, Lois and Clark did it, right? That's true. But you don't. You think you think Antarctica is just off limits? No, dude. I think a lot happens in Antarctica that we as humans or we as just public civilians don't know. And the world and the world's in this in this ballpark, I think. Everybody, this is like the one thing we're all united on. And those that do know more about Antarctica are not the ones hanging out with dudes like you and I. 
or just or just public civilians. You know, um, I think there's a lot of fishy stuff going on in Antarctica, but I think it's also it becomes fishy because we don't really know. So the the fear of the unknown is there. I mean, hell, dude, the 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 last T Rex from the dinosaur ages could have been there and survived, and we and he still could be kicking it there, and we'd have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's, it's it's definitely but a somebody, large amount of land. Somebody's got an idea. The only thing I, I I'd have to do, oh, yeah, it's just me doing a pushback. Is I, I wonder like how much like natural food is there? Because I know like we've got, I mean, a lot of countries have a bunch of different research stations on Antarctica, and I'm sure they bring their own food. But I don't know. Like, let's just say the Germans have a spot there. Does that mean they continually get a source of replenishment or is there enough food on land to make that like a plausible theory? Because I could definitely could see like South America mm. being the case easily because we know there's tons of, you know, Nazi um, remains over there. I mean, there's been Nazis arrested in South America, you know, when they've done that big Nazi hunt after World War II. Well, see, it, yeah, but see, it's like, why... Why South America, right? Well, you got Argentina, you know, the, which is like right in that area. And so it's like... I think it's because it was so isolated kinda, from uh, the war. So with World War II, I mean, not so much World War One, but mainly World War Two. I mean, you had almost the entire world at war. I mean, you had everywhere from North America. You had, you know, Europe. You had Russia. You had Asia. You had even Australia and... Not so much Africa. So to me, like Africa, like Southern Africa or South America would be the most logical place to escape to where it'd be these, you know, some semblance of society. So South America would be the the most one because not, nothing against Africa. I just don't think at that time like it was as maybe developed as South America was. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. It could be. Um, but here's something more interesting, too. Well, not more interesting. I would say, to my personal perspective, as interesting. Uh, Adolf Hitler, dude, he was quite jacked up during all of his reign, during everything that was going on. And this is kind of chalked up to a conspiracy, but it's been confirmed. I think it was an older conspiracy, but I think it was confirmed probably like eight years, seven years ago. Um, The dude was drugged out of his mind. Uh, You could put the term junkie and Adolf Hitler wears it proudly. I mean, every day waking up, dude. Dude was on injection meth, bro. Mm-hmm. He was on pill formed oxycodons. Uh, he would do his. Uh, there, there was this really famous interview out there, and it's still on YouTube because I was just making sure it was there before we recorded. And it's an interview with Hitler's maid. Hitler's maid like talks about his day to day stuff, the things he would do. And one of the things that I found interesting from that when I watched it was, she said he would do. Wake up in the morning, he would have, he didn't drink alcohol, by the way, just so everyone knows, and he never ate meat. So everyone viewed him in the light as like this really healthy person. Like he's up there commanding. He is just, he's from God, you know, like he is just screaming up there. He's completely sober. And that's what everyone was kind of led to believe. But upon waking up, this dude would inject meth, would take pill form oxycodone, and he would wash him down with some some water and then he would go eat nothing but cake and sweets during the afternoon oh. have his meetings and nothing so all that sugar all those drugs in his system he's just feeling awful now there's a lot of video towards the end of the end of world war ii where you see hitler and he's like sitting in chairs and his eyes are just kind of rolling and he's in a lot of pain 
going on. It's just something weird, but you can just tell the dude's like not feeling good. And, uh, and so, but you, you know, you're taking meth and, and oxy by, you know, right when you wake up and then, you know, you're doing your sweets and then by, by like the later evenings is when his speeches would happen. And so before that, he would re-up on everything that he took. So every speech you watch him give, uh, if you go back and just source the videos, he is high out of his mind. He is methed out. And so is it any wonder why the dude's screaming at the top of his lungs? There is some speeches where he's yelling and his heart rate just goes too high. So he kind of just takes a chill pill for a second. Now, that could have been adrenaline. It could have naturally been adrenaline. Who knows? You're talking to thousands of people and you're screaming. Could have been adrenaline. But what we do know from his own physician that would give him these things, from his maid who was there every day that he was home, uh, is that this dude was an absolute junkie, dude. I and believe then, it. So I don't... I mean, back then, you know, taking meth yeah. or taking whatever your drug of choice, choice was was not unheard of. Oh, yeah, heroin heroin was a prescription. I mean, you break a leg, and they're like, here, have some heroin. Like, you're good. You know? And so, yeah, but we, we, yeah, I could go into, you know, on pharmaceuticals or drugs. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting, man, because a lot of people, oddly enough, during the 70s and 80s, tried to debate that, tried tried to make Hitler out to seem like he was just this sober lunatic. I don't know what the benefit of doing that was. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be good at comparison oh he was still a piece of crap but he like, was he was yeah, sober th- that would be a good comparison to see like okay what <laughs> cares? what are all the world like psychopaths or just like world leaders that have been like crazy or just have the most Atlantish ideas or just horrible human beings in general whether it be you know uh, Stalin Hitler or even maybe Putin you know if you want to put him in that category uh, if they're all on something <laughs> and that's the contributing dude, there's no way there's no way, man. I mean, you, you put a person in leadership like this, anybody from, from whenever leadership started and just look at the dates, you find any one of those people and you're in charge. Let's just say the president's right. You're in charge of, of the greatest nation in the world. Right. In our opinion. <laughs> and, and everyone's listening to you and everything you say Everything you say, I mean, there's tremendous amounts of pressure on it. I mean, just look at every president before he goes into his term and then after he leaves. Right. I mean, sober or not, they age like crazy. It's tremendous amounts of pressure. There's lack of sleep. There is lack of everything that you seem in your normal life and you want to become president. You're sacrificing all that. Yeah. And so there's no way you're not getting uppers from your, you know, your leadership or your, your support group. There's no way you're not getting downers when you need them. Um, and there's no way that you don't get a little bump here or there before you need it. Because man, you know, I got three hours last night working on, working on this new bill, you know, and it's like, well, president, you got the state of a union tonight. Well, you know, uh, uh, send in, send in my physician real quick, you know, and then he gets pepped up and boom, you know, um, I think it's just a, a, a thing that's, really common but it's an unspoken truth yeah um, i don't believe anyone be that <laughs> says like the president isn't on something like even if you said like hey i have to do i have to be on these things in order to function and people are like oh we don't want someone like that who's not sound of mind and we'll put someone else's they're just not going to tell you that they're on anything because you can't to me exactly like, you can't i mean because be in that everything. office have that much pressure to care for 300 million people 
be whatever political you know affiliation you're going to be a part of and get that little sleep and be able to function day after day for four years. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, but you're expected to perform at top production. And then on top of that, you're expected to sacrifice literally everything, sleep, diet, whatever. And then you're, you're still expected to perform at the best yeah. of your abilities. Well, it's like, okay, I can do this even though I didn't get any sleep last night and I didn't eat yesterday. I just need a little bit of meth and oxy uh, before I go up and talk to the Nazis. And they're like, okay, we got you. And so he just became super dependent on it. He started taking it, injecting it, you know, like getting that crazy. So is it any wonder why like things that he started doing um, happened, right? But here's my conspiracy on the Germans and Nazi and Hitler oh, all encompassed. Cool. Is I, I believe, and this is just my hot take, my hot conspiracy is with all these, all this information that we're getting post Hitler's death, uh, everything the Nazis did during their reign, Argentina, Antarctica, they're by definition with the conspiracy theory. It would, it, it says, oh, I got to bring it back up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it says a, as a plot or an alliance rather than an individual or isolated act, which is my conspiracy right there. I believe he had an alliance of people, not just the Nazis. I believe the whole reason you saw Hitler come into play, the whole reason he acted the way he did was from an alliance, quite like what people are you know, conspiring against these days called the cabal. Right? I 100% believe and, that, and the reason why, and not to interrupt you too much, but the main reason why I believe that is because he had that secret alliance with um, Japan, and the only reason why the U.S. got involved in World War II is because we intercepted that command... Um, communication whatever it was like promising like hey if the japanese help us you know we'll we'll give you texas or some something along those lines and i mean that was part of it and that didn't lead to us i mean it was at the end of the day it was uh um pearl harbor but i 100 percent believe you in the sense of mm. like hey the fact that he could have secret communique with you know other you know whether it's again a cabal or another country to get extracted extracted I 100% believe that. That he had the capability. Yeah, dude. It. I think there was a a dark society that made all of those calls and that Hitler was just the puppet. And they took a dude that had fought in World War One. They they branded up his image because his image completely changed, and that's why we know him as like the mustache, right? So he was like he would have this photographer run around and take pictures of him all the time. So there was clearly a presence that they wanted to put out. They got the presence. And now they wanted him to enact on the uh, the things and policies that they wanted in place. And he's like, okay, well, if I do this, you got to take care of me, right? Well, obviously, they're going to say yes. And so he got all of his drugs that he wanted. He did all of his things. He probably lived with tremendous guilt being the puppet of that. And, um, and so when it comes down to, you know, the Soviet Union, uh, Russia, coming in to finally win the war, conquer Germany, as they did. Then it was like, okay, we're now we're going to option B, which is uh, faking my death and getting out of here. Are, are we too far above to believe that Hitler wasn't a person who would fake his death? I mean, he did all these crazy things that if, if you never watched history or and you just heard the story today of what Hitler did, you would think it was an absolute horror movie that it wasn't real because it was so much destruction, so many lives, but so yeah. organized, right? 
but we're, but we're above to say that a dude that could decimate an entire race, uh, control an entire population, and wage war on the world couldn't fake his death. Yeah, I think that both sides of that, the side of like, hey, he just was way too much of out of his mind and too much of a coward and in, in the war to, you know, pull anything like that off and just wanted to get out of it. But again, on the other side, the fact that he could, you know, communicate with, again, this is in my personal opinion, the fact that he could communicate with the Japanese about trying to convince them to join the war and that, you know, he doesn't have any other ability to have a backup plan. Uh, like you either have to be insane, insane, or you just have to be an insane asshole. And if you're an insane asshole, then I think he was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I don't want to die at the end of the war. If there's a way for me to get out, I'm going to have a couple backup plans. Oh yeah. There's no way that you would go that balls deep into that just evil without having a backup plan. Like, I don't think for a second that all the things he was doing, he's going to go, well, we're just going to win and, and live happily ever after. I think for, and, and people even quoted him as being like the most paranoid person. Um, and so you're like, you're like this great leader. You have all this defense. You're waging war with the world and you're paranoid. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a paranoid person always is looking for the exit. So he definitely had a backup plan and icing himself in a bunker. I don't think is the game plan. I think it's so obvious because they're like, okay, it's game on. Uh, we, we find two bodies. We burn them. Okay. It's done. Adolf Hitler's dead. I think they blew the gun too soon. And that's what has caused all of this, uh, conspiracy yeah and he, you know he must that's have just gotten someone really yeah. close to him or not close to him but like committed to him and his cause to do that no i think they found him i think he was the guy that they could use to no i mean like the, the two cause. guys i think they needed were like found the the bodies and burned them and said hey this is the remains of of hitler and his mistress or whatever it is because to me i would have been like if, if oh, I yeah. really didn't like Hitler and I was like, you know, assigned close to him and I know that the allies are com- coming and I know about that someone's faking this because like, I'm sure if, if that was the case, like some people had to know in a way, um, I'd be like, hey, guys, by the way, that's not the real bodies. And if you want him, he's about 50 miles outside of the city right now. And you need to hurry up and catch him. Well, I think uh, so. There was this there's this new newer interview that came out with a guy who was 27 and he was the elite bodyguard uh, in the elite bodyguard unit for um, Adolf Hitler. And his name was Rokas Misha. Mishk. Hmm. Mishk. I'm sorry. Rokas Mishk was his name. And he said he he walked into the bunker after they heard a loud gunshot. They walked into the bunker and he saw Adolf Hitler with his head down. And he saw Ava, his wife, with his with her lying down on the couch facing right. towards him. But he did not see he did not see him as being dead. He saw little bits of blood, but not not enough, like if he got shot in the head. I think it was a lame attempt at following like playing like trying to be a good actor. Uh, but he he also said, So I did see that, but we didn't see anything. We didn't there was no confirmation. We weren't even told in his elite body group that or bodyguard unit that he died. Hmm. But but these, you know, these these just grunts, soldiers just take him out and burn him and tell the world. There's a lot of holes in the story. Yeah. Um, but it's really easily 
it's really easily chalked up because it was so long ago. It's really easily chalked up as like, oh my God, Hitler's been dead. It's like this thing. And they only say that because the world, you know, the, the war ended and everything went right. back to normal. And when they were born, the person that was, that was saying that, or that is saying that like, oh, it's nothing was born after the world war. So, I mean, they have no ties to it. They've no skin in the game, no devastation to their family. Um, and so it's just really easy for them to chalk that up. But I think there's a lot more to it. Um, so I'm like, this has always been one of my favorite conspiracies because there's so much to it. And also there's never been a bigger villain than Hitler. And so it's like not getting closure on the fact that he's dead or not. And no one, no one really will. Right. You just have to accept, Oh, it's con- it's conspiracy. He shot himself or you have to accept like, Oh, he's in Antarctica. I mean, it's kind of two shitty scenarios to have yeah. to accept. Well, you know? let's go ahead and uh, um, I know we've both got a couple more topics. Uh, I want to say what I think about this. I, I've i also yeah. done a lot of research on, because I, I love World War II and the history behind that, but I've always been kind of not interested because I don't want to put any like positive connotation to Hitler because there is none. That dude's a piece of trash and always will be. But Faux show. I've always been interested in the um, the weird things that not only the Nazis did in regards to science, like whether any of that was true and that they wanted to find like a, a higher being or communicate with, you know, the satanic realm, whatever it is. But when it comes to like his actual death, I've, I've watched a ton of documentaries. I've read a lot of books. And again, because this is a conspiracy episode and we have to take everything with a grain of salt. But at the same time, you know, we're going to have some fun with this. I don't think he... He died um, and got, you know, his body burned alive and killed himself. I don't, I don't think that. Now, whether he escaped to Antarctica or Argentina, I'm not sure. But I think he actually died of old age somewhere. And the whole reason I think that is because there has been a lot of evidence of in the last 20 years of scientists, you know, whether it was the, the French team or the Russians claiming that they actually have his skull and not the one displayed at the museum or whatever. Um, I, I don't think he actually died and killed himself. Yeah, no, I, I'm inclined to believe that too. Um, there, I mean, and then it's also possible, I'm not trying to make a joke of this, but he was so known for his like weird mustache thing. They could have just shaved it and walked out. Yeah. You know? Like, and people were just like, who the hell is this guy? Hey, what are you doing, dude? Hitler's uh, getting ready to strike. You know, and he's like, oh, uh, I am Hitler. Um, I don't know. So there's a lot of a lot of possibilities yeah. to it, but I'm inclined to believe that he lived out his years somewhere else, maybe Argentina. I mean, it's weird that Argentina finds that many prized possessions of Nazi And not that, like, high-profile uh, Nazi, Nazi memorabilia. officers, too. So to me, like, that's a high... Well, yeah, and so here... It could be a possibility. But it also goes deeper than that. And so just to like, we'll wrap this conspiracy up, but the conspiracy also goes deeper than that because m- most of his high, high decorated uh, generals or high ranking officials in his Nazi regime, a lot of them didn't have to, uh, weren't sentenced. A lot of them live, lived out their years in other countries and some of them worked for fucking NASA. Oh, yeah. Operation uh, Paperclip. Here in America. Exactly. And so it gets kind of deeper than that. It's like, okay, hold on. You clearly knew who this guy was, and then you hire him at NASA, which is our 
one of our most like prized information um, regimes out there. You know, like we, they're in space. I mean, he was involved in a lot of upper echelon things. And he was also one of the most terrifying uh, villains that was in that Nazi regime. I mean, he had, I forget the guy, but he worked at NASA. His name's escaping me, Operation Paperclip. But he used to have Jews hung out in front of his office just for fun. And he's working at NASA years later. Like, okay, that that's kind of weird, oh, yeah. right? And it's 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 not unheard of. That our of. own I mean, like, and I mean, even another conspiracy is that maybe the uh, the allies actually found him before, and maybe they had a bunch of information they wanted to extract from him, so they took him away. I mean, who knows? There, there's a number of things that it could be. Well, I just don't think he died at that bunker. Wouldn't I? Don't. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but no, all I'm saying about the, like the NASA thing because that is a, a conspiracy on its own. It's like, how did he get in there? Who did he know? Is there insiders to everything? It would be the equivalent of Osama bin Laden working for the Space Force right now. I mean, like you said, it could be a conspiracy on its own. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think that's a I think that's a conspiracy on its own because if anything, it proves proof of insiders. Insip like who you know, hey, we're gonna get this guy in. He never changed his name. It's not like he went in as Tom Phelps and he's like, oh, I was born in Kansas. And it's like, oh, well, that's a Nazi patch. It's like, no, this guy was a Nazi official, killed a bunch of people, lost the war and works for NASA. That's weird to me, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you right there. Yeah, and that's our own that's our own government. So moving off of uh, methed out dictators. Um, All what right. You got next, bro? I've got a few different options. We can either talk about. Um, nine out of 12 people close to Anthony Weiner are dead. Close to the, uh, the case. There's that one. Nine, nine out of 12. Nine, nine out of 12 people closest to Anthony's Weiner. Uh, Anthony Weiner, his case. I oh, mean, okay. Sure gotcha. They might've had his case, you know, in contact or, uh, you know, close range of his Weiner as well, but that's be speculated. Yeah. There's that. I've got, um, the odd information, uh, not information, but just the odd thing that I've seen that we've been seeing a lot of influx in sex trafficking rings seem to be getting arrested right and left. And then the last mm-hmm. uh, last two that you can choose from is either one, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting, was um, cattle on the West Coast have been drained of blood and medically, surgically um, removed organs. And then the yeah, last so one, dude, I, the la- this, this the last story one, and maybe, oh, yeah. maybe I can skim through both of them. We'll see. The last one is the Titanic, which everyone has heard of the Titanic. What if that Titanic was not actually the real Titanic that sank? What if it was another ship called the Olympic? Ooh. You want me to try and uh, go through both of them real quick? Because th- these two were freaking right, uh, awesome I- to, to research. Okay, so the Anthony Weiner one, yeah, we'll cover that, that, that with future podcasts because yeah, we're nowhere a lot long. We're nowhere near done with that one. Um, yes, I do want you to touch on first the the story that you sent me a while ago okay. that's pretty mind-boggling and I wanted you to bring it up on this episode which is the cattle or the cows that yeah, were found I'll, mutilated but there was no one. blood. Okay, so this goes back okay, to go um, the 90s and stretches back until a couple years ago. 
So basically, back in the nineties, um, there's a ranch called in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch, uh, where they had a bunch of cases where a quarter of their entire cattle herd, and these are like expensive animals. These aren't just like you know run of the mill um, cattle or bulls. These are prize bulls that they use for showing or for um, you know dairy, whatever it is. Back in the nineties, this ranch called Skinwalker Ranch were found where a quarter of the entire herd were found that basically they were all drained of blood. They looked like a giant deflated plush toy. It smelled, which is to be extended because if it's a dead body. But the weird thing is, um, almost all the body parts were precisely removed, which means there weren't any teeth marks, there weren't any claw marks, there weren't any like, you know, yanking or breaking of bones. Um, the coat of the cows uh, looked as shiny as like if they were going to the fair to be shown, you know, like you'd clean it and brush your cows but basically they were bloodless the tongues and genitals have been surgically removed and and everything else so this is back in the 90s and skinwalker ranch is a conspiracy all on its own and we really don't have time for that but this is the first time we see this so there are some cases off and on the next you know 20 years so and then we come to now to about 2017 2018 in oregon Five young purebred bulls uh, mysteriously show up dead on a ranch. They're drained of blood with body parts precisely removed. The, all the bulls, again, these are like $6,000 bulls. So these aren't just the run of them like, hey, we just happen to have a cow that happened to be a bull. The bulls look like, again, like a giant deflated plush toy. They smell. There's no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. Um, again, everything's been surgically removed. Um, and here, here's the weird thing about this, because it's like, oh, well, maybe there's a cult in the area or whatever. These Hereford, uh, Hereford, uh, Hereford bulls is what the type they are. They're in a big part of the ranch. So this is a remote country which can take, you know, an experienced, you know, rider, you know, a couple days in order to, to find them. This isn't just like, you know, a 600-acre ranch. Um, and to that point... Now the ranch has instructed all ranch staff members to ride in pairs and encouraged to carry arms. They're like basically like, hey, we're, we've got like a almost a not close to a million acres of a ranch, but these these are two thousand pound um, bulls. So it's not like that they would get you know cornered by a couple of people and just like easily just taken. And then on top of that, there was another right. couple of bulls that were found same way at another ranch about 200 miles away. I've seen the pictures. It looks mm. ridiculous. I mean, they look like someone just sucked all the air, including the bones and blood, out of these, <coughs> um, out of these bulls. Well, it, so the one thing that's weird is like I, I saw the pictures that yeah. you sent. And they're weird. They're weird looking. Like, I've never seen a uh, decomposed yep. anything look like that, right? Because it's kind of still preserved, but there's no blood in it. So it's just, like, literally flesh exactly. that's been drained. Uh, but everything, there's, like, no bite marks, no cuts. It's, like, picture perfect, right? So whatever did it was very thorough, but very quick and, and tidy. Didn't leave behind mm -hmm. a mess. Didn't believe, leave behind no any, tracks, anything, no but... But when you see the pictures of these decom decomposed like cows and stuff, the weird thing that sh that shocks out to me is like they've clearly been drained, but not uh, not like we're used to like like 
uh, cows getting slaughtered, right. right? When they get the, the blood gets drained, like they hang the meat upside down. Well, th- this one's perfectly drained and it's in a fetal position as it was like dying. And, and it's no perfectly blood anywhere outside like a tidy job. Either. Nothing. It is weird, dude. Um, like it's like looking at the pictures, you're like, this has got to be Photoshop. The more you look into it, no, it's not. It's happened, like you said, Skinwalker Ranch. Didn't it happen in Oregon, so Oregon too? Yeah, like Utah, found, Oregon, like, and several yeah. places in Oregon. And for anyone like, oh, seems to be exactly. a West Coast people thing. Thinking that those is just reported on some random news article. This was actually reported at NPR as well, which is a a credit. Yeah, no, this was reported a lot. I checked in. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, if you try to think with your own common sense. What could do that? The closest thing that could do that is a warehouse, right. a slaughterhouse, where they have the equipment. It would take equipment, and still, even with the equipment, it's not going to be, uh, it's, not, it's still going to be messy. The thing that trips me out the most about this is you have a perfectly drained cow, uh, surgical cuts from the genitals. It looked like whatever ate it went for it for nutrients. That is the weird thing. I didn't think about that. Right? Yeah. To replenish. Yeah, it looks like because it just needed the nutrients, so it kept mutilation out of it. It kept everything out of it, and it just drains the blood, cuts the genitals, peace out. Tidy as can be, no mess. All you got is a decomposing organism right there. It's the weirdest thing. I want it not to be true, but it is true. I mean, these things have happened. Now, the one thing that everybody in the world that knows about this, that has actively researched on this, is trying to figure out is what in the hell could do this? Well, look no further than the, the most recent development from the Pentagon. We have confirmed that there are vehicles in the world that are not from this world. So, I mean, that's step one to realizing, hey, there could be a mammal out there. There could be an organism. There could be something out there that eats cows, but not like we do. And here's the kicker. The FBI not, have come eat out cow, and they've you know? said that they can't confirm or deny that they are looking into the deaths of the cows. The deaths of the, the cows and stuff, right? So if you can't confirm or deny, yeah. what's um, going on over there? Well, who could, who could, man? So you see, all right, so everyone picture this. I'm walking out, I'm on a farm, and I see what looks to be a dead cow. And I go over to it, and I realize that this cow is super thin, this cow has literally no blood around it, but has no blood because it's literally looks like it's been sucked with a freaking vacuum and its genitals and it's are removed, but surgically and, and, and cleanly and there's no bite marks on thing. this. I mean, dude, what that is, it's unexplainable. I mean, if, if one person can explain it to me, is this a natural occurrence? Is this just a phenomenon? Does this happen to one in every 25 cows every 25th March of every 25th year. I don't know. It could be just like the craziest thing. It's got my head wrapped, dude. Uh, this one's this one's up there with those conspiracies that the further you look into it, the more yeah, it Yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those <laughs> you look into like, uh, this, <laughs> you know? it actually adds up, and I have no idea what it could be. Yeah, so anybody on the West Coast that has livestock, yeah. uh, you're fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> You like high because that's all you're getting out of your cows now, dude. Like, I mean, what there's nothing you can do to defend it, there's nothing you can do to save your livestock. Um, and you just hope that you're not hit. But what's worse than something dying 
is something dying and you can't explain how it died, even though you're looking at the dead body. Yeah, I mean, I looked to see then. if there's any cults nearby and there, there weren't really that had to do anything with that. I mean, again, that we know of, but I mean, who really knows? It's one of those well, ex- conspiracies that to, I, I can't explain and I have no answer. To just further put this as into hard is just like how, how hard it is to fathom this, to wrap your head around this entire thing. Try to drain paint, try to drain anything that has the consistency or color of blood without it being messy. And you're talking a cow. So you're talking a shit ton of blood. Um, and there's not, and there's not a drop. So the only way that that could possibly happen is through a mechanism as a tube and the, and the blood gets drained and and cleanly without leaving a drop through that tube just gets sucked out. Well, I don't know any machine in the world that can do that. Um, you know, to, to anything, you know, maybe there is something out there, but, and they're you're exercising it on West coast uh, farms. I don't know, but that's, that's the weirdest part, man. The, the part that there's no blood yeah. on a that's, cow, on a cow, yeah, exactly. which has, it's a weird an, thing. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I know you probably got one more and I'm going to take just one or two minutes. Cause I thought this was pretty interesting. Cause I just found out. No, you're good. You're good. Take your time, dude. I already I wanted to go on my okay. eight-off one, so you're uh, good. This has to do with the Titanic. So, as everyone knows, the Titanic uh, sank um, in the early, early 1900s. Um, and basically, the conspiracy about this is the Titanic was owned by a company called White Star Line. And it was one of the three ships, I believe, that they, they, they owned and had in service. So the one of the other sister ships they had was called the Olympic. It was basically put into service in early 1911. Um, it collided with another ship, and there was a lot of damage and it was a disaster for the company. They were found to be liable, had to pay for the damage for both ships and all that good stuff. So repairs took about two months for the Olympic, and parts that were intended for the Titanic, which was still being built during this time, had to be given to the Olympic instead. Um, only a few days after return of service, the Olympic suffered another incident, which one of the propellers broke off. And again, more parts of the Titanic, again, had to be cannibalized for the Olympic. So now at this point, that ship is starting to look more of a money drain for White Star Line, even though, you know, they were, you know, its achievements were not actually sinking despite the accident, but, and it didn't sink, but it's basically just saying like, hey, you know, there's there's no more there's not much of a point putting more money into this because it keeps running into issues. It was just like an annoying like lemon car like hey it's working but you got to put more money into it. So back to the Titanic, it's finally finished and it's ready to leave port on the maiden voyage. So we know you know the story behind that that it sails across the ocean and then it strikes an iceberg and dies, taking about fifteen hundred people. Um, and then you go back to the Olympic, which went on to have about a 24, 25 year career as a successful ocean liner. Um, eventually, you know, it changed hands, it was sold and resold. And then eventually, I think about 30 to 50 years later, it was eventually dismantled and sold for scrap metal. But here's the theory. Mm. What if it wasn't the Titanic that sank? What if it was actually the Olympic? What if, in order to remove a faulty ship that was costing them more money than she was bringing in, and what if they could cash in on that insurance policy? So here's the new theory. 
At some point after the Titanic was completed, they switched the identities of the ship. The new Titanic was actually the Olympic, and the Olympic was actually the spring, uh, brand spanking new Titanic, fresh from the construction yard without any issues or a history of accidents. They intended for the Titanic to suffer some type of failure, which would result in the destruction of the ship, and they could collect the insurance money. Now, I think what they, and again, part of the theory is that they didn't intend to kill, you know, 1,500 people, that, um, you know, it just was a pure accident that just happened to happen. You know, maybe they had plans to have it severely damaged that they say, oh, it's going to cost more money to fix it rather than, um, you know, replacing it or anything along those lines. So the theory is, it wasn't actually the Titanic. The Titanic is the the ship that actually had a 24-year career, but it was the Olympic. So the you've got the Olympic, which has the name of the Titanic. It has all the um, the issues from the repairs that need to be done to it. And maybe they're like, okay, either they knew there was some issue that was probably going to happen just because due to the repairs on it, or maybe somehow they intentionally put fixed it or, or changed something so that eventually it would just go out. And maybe, and maybe mm. they just got damn lucky in that um, the iceberg that happened to be there that they didn't account for just happened to hit that ship. And like, okay, well, we don't have to do anything else. It's epic. I mean, it's ultra, it's ultra convenient. So it's like, uh, you know, we pull the little switcheroo, this thing goes out here and it, and it sinks. Uh, we cash in and we get rid of uh, some old negatives. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, no, it seems, I mean, that one makes sense. It, on paper, it totally makes sense. Uh, you're in 1912 anyway, to where things couldn't be photographed as, you know, or you could get away with stuff to, you know, way less exactly. than you could today on that regard. Um, so to add to your okay. Titanic conspiracy, you just revolt, you just, uh, you know, jump my brain back into uh, conspiracy mode. Now all these other conspiracies are oh, coming to me. Got? But there's this... <laughs> There's this Titanic one, man, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. So in addition to everything you said, there is some photos that have resurfaced. I think they've been around for a long time, but they're resurfacing now because I just came across them some weeks ago. And it's a it's a couple pictures of the Titanic when it's at the docks before everybody gets on the ship to take off on the, you know, the very infamous okay. voyage. There's pictures of the side where the iceberg hit already leaking. You can see exposures. Now, who knows if these have been doctored up, but this is the conspiracy, and this is the game of the conspiracy game. And uh, a lot of people were saying that it was already going to sink right when it you know let off. It already had you know exposures. It had things. But also, something that gets pretty interesting here was on the the attendees on the ship, the people that, you know, bought tickets and, and left. Uh, three of them were some of the richest men, if not the richest men in the world at the time. And they were against centralizing banks. Centralizing banks goes back to the Rothschilds and, uh, you know, who own all the central banks in the world. And if you don't know that, you need to look it up soon. Uh, Roth, the Rothschild family is by far the richest family out there, but by far the most powerful one. And uh, these people, you know, and their, and their lineage goes all the way back from, you know, putting in centralized banks 
in very early times. So anyway, these three men, uh, they are the richest people at the time. And they get on the Titanic, and it sinks. And uh, they didn't survive. And also, there was Egyptian artifacts also in the... Where, where they were, like, staging the cars, I guess you could say, in, like, the, the storage area. There was, like, Egyptian artifacts that were rediscovered through voyages or just uh, people going and um, retrieving artifacts from the wreckage. And so there's, like, Egyptian artifacts on there. There's a lot of interesting things that they ended up finding. Um, gosh. And then, yeah, and then you have these three dudes that were, like, super rich, that were against centralizing banks, and they were all going... They were going oh, to wherever the final yeah, destination dude, was I to was have. I was reading about this a couple weeks ago. Wild stuff. Yes, yes, and this is just this is all resurfaced. So it, it comes off as it comes off as really inconvenient. And why I said ultra convenient is that it's like okay, so you, if your conspiracy is on, it's an insurance fraud to gain insurance money on a on a ship that's just costing money. Simple, and then it's also a hit on three men that are unwilling to go three really rich men that are unwilling to centralize their money. And it's also a burying of artifacts. It's uh, of the Egyptian artifacts that maybe that a lot of people believe to be cursed. So they either put it on there as superstition uh, to, to make sure the the thing goes down. I don't know. Um, But they also left on, if my conspiracy is on point, they also left on a ship that was already destined to sink. So it all kind of adds up as this, like the Titanic was going down no matter what. It was just how, how do we do it? Um, and so when it goes down, if all these conspiracies are on point, you have insurance money, boom. And now you can use it for the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Titanic. Or you have three of the richest men that aren't rich anymore because they're dead. And you only got to worry about their money going somewhere else. And you could seize it because you could do shit like that back then from their family um, or kill off their family, too. I mean, it goes deeper than that. And and then there's Egyptian artifacts that you don't that you believe are cursed and you want them to be buried at sea. So it's kind of like a win, win, win um, for somebody who's corrupt. Um, I find it really interesting. Um, My. My main thing about the Titanic is that there was uh, there was plenty of room that Jack could have survived, <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> I think I we think can all agree on that. that. In fact, and, I uh, think Brad but, Pitt brought that up at the last no, uh, Oscars or something. Because <laughs> I think Leonardo DiCaprio was up for an award too. He's like, I still believe that there was room for him. Um, so they screwed you in that picture. There was. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's not up for debate. There was plenty of room. <laughs> Anyway, no, but the uh, back to the conspiracies, man. No, there's these three are pretty heavy hitters with with this one, but in a ultra conspiracy, they all tie together. Mm. That's what's kind of weird is they kind of all coincide. They all kind of coincide, man. Um, I, I mean, with everything coming out, it's really hard not to believe that the supposable Titanic that set sail that day was absolutely um, destined to to sink. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to believe that. Well, I'm sure know? we can get into, into that as well. But, yeah, that is a, uh, it's a conspiracy in, a, in itself. Um, so where, where do we draw the line here? Because we got, you know, we went through methed, methed out dictators, uh, one named Hitler, and 
I'm sure there's been others. And, uh, and, you know, Avril Lavigne is cloned. Paul McCartney is, is not Paul McCartney. Um, Oh dude, we haven't even touched on the Kobe Bryant one. This just, let me, let me just touch on this. Okay. This is a new one. The Kobe Bryant one. Um, this is really new, but there is a developing conspiracy out there about the Kobe Bryant death. Um, apparently Google on the day that he died, uh, if you went and researched Kobe Bryant death or just typed it in search engine on Google, it showed up as date of assassination. Kobe Bryant. Mm. It, that's what it said. And there's, and if you go look this up, I remember, I remember doing it that day because people were like tweeting about it. So I did it that day and I saw it with my own eyes, but tons of people have screenshotted it. So it says date of assassination, but there's been some new developing stuff. And finding this information has been so hard. But what I have found was that there is a lot of people out there speculating or just conspiring that Kobe Bryant was in legal talks with a pharmaceutical company or he was in legal battles. I'm sorry. He was the following week before his helicopter crash. He was supposed to go into legal battles with a pharmaceutical company to go over he had a children's medicine out that they apparently tampered with and put some maybe i think it was something with fentanyl in it in this in this children's medicine and he was going to battle them over it due to lawsuits about this medicine and uh, that's what's coming out right now i'm gonna stay up with this one because it's very 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 interesting to think that anybody would want kobe bryant to die um but also everyone knows and you should know pharmaceutical companies are freaking absolutely sketchy man um this is a pill popping nation that we live in and they'll do anything to protect it and uh and so this one just kind of makes sense with it but that one is an honorable mention i just wanted to put in there it's really interesting um it it even ties into lebron james and lebron james not speaking at like or not showing up at his funeral, not answering questions about Kobe Bryant, Wait, not being there for funeral? the Kobe Bryant memorial. No. And if he was, I'm wrong about that one, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Yeah. But I know for sure that he wasn't at his m- a memorial that they did on live TV at uh, Staples Center. I why. And yeah, and it kind of ties into that. It, it, it's, it goes deep, dude, but it's like Cliff Notes' version of it would be that LeBron James belongs to a certain group that certain group has shared interest with that pharmaceutical company that Kobe Bryant was going after. So LeBron James didn't want to get involved, but LeBron James is a higher up at this specific group that he's with that has a shared interest with pharmaceutical company. So he had his hands tied at the assassination of Kobe Bryant. This is all conspiracy but damn, just reading that. Incredible. Um, and those are just the cliff notes of it. It's it's absolutely mind-boggling. Um, so that one, yeah, I, I thank God I wrote that in the notes. That one is worth mentioning. Now, how much factuality is to that, I have no idea. But uh, just reading all that stuff, and my eyes just got wider and wider and wider as I'm going, what, LeBron James is tied to this? What What is this? I mean, 2020, dude, the year of nothing can surprise you. <laughs> that is the truth. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, man. The last so thing dude, I have um, to, to add to this yeah, is because, go for it. you know, again, like we, we've talked about 
that um, conspiracy at the end of the day, they can be very real. They can have some stuff that makes you go, hmm, or it could be some stuff where you're like, yeah, probably not. Or it could be just like, you just need to go away. Like that, that's out of this world. It's insane. So here in 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. is some crazy, um, but also very real theories. One, if you all remember the Hawaii missile threat, that was sent a couple years ago that was sent to all the island residents that was accidentally sent by someone who accidentally hit the button instead of the um, test alert. The theory about that was it was a real missile that was avoided, but the message was sent just in case the uh, missile got through. Next, we have, and like um, Patrick has already talked about, the term conspiracy theory and his poor connotation was created by the U.S. government, specifically for the skeptics of the official JFK assassination story, which we already know about. Um, And that's something else in itself, because we almost talked about the JFK assassination, but I didn't get a chance to research too much into that. Last two are cop ways. Yeah, hold on. And real leave quick. random police sightings uh, to cause people to slow down without actually having to go and stay and check on people. See those conspiracies. Hold on, say that anything. one more time because I think I interrupted. And then last, which hopefully yeah. someone will get a laugh out, which I thought was pretty freaking funny, was the big bread manufacturers. They pay toaster manufacturers to put in a setting that is too high so that when people burn their toast. They'll have to put more bread in, which means they have to buy more bread. <laughs> like, and that's your conspiracy for thirty seconds. That that's uh, that's that's probably going to become one of my favorites ever. Right there is that there's <laughs> a bread conspiracy. Um, if that's the case, if if it has gotten that crazy in the market that I buy a toaster. And it just burns my bread because what were we saying was the uh, So that the way they'll burn bread, not eat it, and have to put more bread in and eventually just buy another loaf. So they'll, they'll buy more bread in general. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> messed up. But you know what? What that sounds like to me, what that sounds like to me is that somebody burned their toast too many times. and was like, this is a damn conspiracy. They're making us buy more loaves of I'm bread. Like, no, you, you just know? don't know like, how to work a toaster. Sucks. Like, who puts it at the highest setting? Listen, dude, toasters. <laughs> toasters. Toasters stop when you want them to, I'm dude. Dumb, okay. <laughs> like, no, I, I must trust the process. I must wait until the toaster says it's had enough. <laughs> I mean, it looks black, but it probably is. Like, or, or, yeah. No, keep trusting the process, Jimmy. It's black, but there, it'll come out white. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, man. That's a good one. So yeah, that that's that's all I got for, for you, today. What you got? Dude, that last I bread know, one, I, that's I my favorite one. Uh, I'm glad we're gonna we should end on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, dude, 10 episodes down, bro. This is fun. Conspiracy was always gonna come. Uh I mean conspiracies are kind of interbuilt in every episode that we do. Um, because it's 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh shit's crazy, if you haven't noticed. And, uh, and so, I mean, we are living in a conspiracy right now, but you know why it's because no one has the answers to anything going on. So we are absolutely in a conspiracy. Everyone's trying to fend for themselves, do their own research and figure out what the actual hell can I do in 2020, um, besides just wait till 2021 and what it may, and hope this all goes away. So we're living right now in a conspiracy 
Um, and then everything going around, we touched on a little bit of Pizzagate, uh, Julian Maxwell. I mean, hell, the whole Epstein story in itself is a conspiracy because how many people didn't yeah. believe it before and then it came to light and now you it's this national do? exposure. We should do episode, ten, uh, episode 20. Every 10 episodes, we should do a conspiracy episode on things that have been happening. Because, I mean, look, we all want to say that at the end of 2020, things are going to go back to normal. Maybe it doesn't. So what if every six months we do a conspiracy episode on some wild stuff that just happened? Like, hey, you know, uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, her trial date is for 2021. Who's to say that she makes it there? Who's to say she doesn't say some stuff at the trial that everyone's like, I never would have saw that coming. I feel like we already do that. I feel like we already cover everything, and then I just make my own hot take. So maybe I do that. Who knows? Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's I just, just time for you to party. join up. Who bro. knows? <laughs> <laughs> join the party, man. No, I think it's. Uh, I think this is good, dude. Uh, conspiracies, they're fun. There's some crazy ones. Um, I do want to hint yeah. on before we sign off, though, is the the whole like term conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorists. The whole conspiracy that it was adopted by the CIA as a term to use against the hippie movement to have anybody that was on the coattails of the government and all the crazy things they were doing, that it would just demean and lessen the value of that person by calling them a specific term conspiracy theorist. Uh, The thing is that's crazy about that is it makes a lot of sense that they would try something like that, being that the CIA was caught in two operations that I've mentioned many a time on this podcast, Midnight Climax, Operation Midnight Climax, and MK, Operation MK Ultra. Now, these were things that our government were caught in. These were things that were listed as conspiracies. People died to get their hands on this information. People were jailed, accused, defamed, humiliated until this information came out. So conspiracy theories are what you make of them. Uh, they, they're right and they're wrong. It's for you to decide. It's for you. In conspiracies, the one that does the most research is yeah. the one that wins. Because it's the the more you further your knowledge on the subject, the more you have the upper hand on the counter. And uh, and so I'll leave it at that. That's uh, that's my real talk, homie, for conspiracies. It's why I'm into them. But it's also good to keep an open mind. I think Micah does a really good job at that um, and makes a counter argument. So if you can make a counter argument, uh, for the conspiracy, you're only helping yourself. You're only helping yourself better understand the conspiracy and better understand the knowledge. And you're only going to do that through research, which at the end of the day is the best thing you can possibly do on any topic. So that's where I'm coming from. Micah, um, how many push-ups uh, are you doing lately? I'm doing about, you know, 1,500 or so. That's where I'm at right now. I don't know where you're well, at. It's rookie, it's rookie numbers. I put that up before well, breakfast. I'll up to you, Papa Bat. <laughs> uh anyway uh dude 10 uh, 10 episodes i'm gonna find a good one to yeah, photoshop our heads I on this one I, I was thinking and, earlier uh, like, i can't wait to see what he comes up with this time but um we, we talked about the yeah, last episode my, that um, episode things. 10 was gonna be um this is gonna be our last one for season one um uh, we're gonna take the yeah we're gonna take the next season one. two to three weeks off for us to kind of um, evaluate and talk about how we want to kind of take up things to the next level. We're going to try and figure out how we can start incorporating video. Um, so you guys can see our beautiful faces and, uh, the new face tattoo that Patrick is going to get. Um, so we're Mm -hmm. going to be figuring that out. Uh, we appreciate you guys 
whoever has been listening through the last, you know, 10 episodes. Um, I know that you guys, there's so many things you could be doing, listening to so many other podcasts right now. So even if you took 30 minutes to an hour or the entire episode to listen to us, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we're going to be coming up with some cool new stuff in the next few months. Again, you know, Pat and I, when we started this, we wanted to have a lot of fun, but we also wanted to try and figure out how we can do new things that are uh, maybe not quite expected or what other podcasts are doing, which is why we did a conspiracy episode, episode 10. Felt right. Um, so for season two, we're going to be figuring out some new cool new things, um, and we'll be sharing with that with you guys hopefully very, very soon. So in the meantime, uh, brush up. If, you, if you've listened to all 10 episodes, we, we love you. Uh, we think that's awesome. If you haven't, go check them out. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a written review or message me or Micah. Email us at wearetheguiltyparty at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite parts about season one. You got 10 episodes to go through. Let us know what you liked. Let us know what you didn't about season season one. Uh, like Micah was was hinting on, when we come into season two, we're going to try to bring you something a little bit more, um, more interactive with us. I can promise some in-studio appearances to where we'll, me and Micah will both be in the same room together. Uh, we did that on episode one. We loved it. Um, but, you know, we, we live four hours away from each other. So we put our put our schedules to the test every week and we try to come out with some uh, yeah. some good episodes for you guys. So we appreciate all the support. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of time off, but we're coming back strong, um, creating better content for you guys and uh, getting some guests in. And so it's all, it's all going to be pretty fun. Um, but we are super thankful for all the support. Uh, like I said before, let's share, share a f- to your friend, the podcast, share your favorite experiences from season one. And uh, we'll make sure that we deliver on season two for you. We love you guys. Episode 10 in the books. Uh, This has been quite the journey for us. It's been fun. Uh, I didn't honestly know if we'd make it this far, but it's something that we have grown to absolutely love. Agreed. So so signing off on episode 10, and we will see you later with the beginning of episode two at some point. Uh, Love you guys. Bye. All right. We'll see y'all later. Y'all have a good one. (laughs) 